I'm a really firm believer in that whenever an organization has decided to go down the formal learning route and has decided to formally offer its learners and its employees um, some form of formal learning program, that wherever it possibly can, if it's not too much more effort or expenditure, to really try, and I would encourage all organizations to look at being able to accredit the learning that their learners have undertaken. I think it's a great opportunity for all parties, it's a great opportunity for the organization themselves to say that they are rewarding and recognizing their people because you know that they've gone through the process they've gone into the effort of making sure that it's accredited training it's a great opportunity for the vendors themselves to be able to offer accredited training to an organization and, and prove the worth of the content that's being delivered by the fear of sheer virtue that it's got some form of accreditation behind it and of course and importantly from the learner's perspective everything wraps up very very nicely they get the learning that they require they get some form of recognition or reward out of it in the form of you know some form of accreditation or qualification at the end of it so again all all organizations that are listening to this any establishments that are listening to this my organization a little while back went down the route of always making sure that where it possibly could and it didn't break its back trying to do this but where there was an opportunity to accredit and give something back to the learner other than the actual learning itself if possible to give them some sort of qualification that it did that and it was that it was that personal opinion really that six to nine months ago when my organization first started to mention that it was going to dip its toes in the water of social media that I decided to have a look round and think to myself if we do decide to go down this route and if we do decide to access to people during working hours I advise that we shouldn't just you know open up the firewall and unblock these sites what we should do because it's the responsible thing to do is to actually offer some training some guidance some support to the learners themselves so that they were accessing the sites with the full knowledge and, and advice of the organization. It was a benefit to the organization because it stopped the individuals saying things or doing things or acting inappropriately on the website. But from a positive perspective, it also made sure that individuals got the most out of their access to social media. So it was a win-win all around. It was a win from the organization's perspective in that they could ensure that their learners' time was being well spent and not being misused. And from the learners' perspective, it ensured that they got the maximum out of their interaction with social media and also didn't land themselves and their organisation in it. And it's at that point, really, that I started to have a look around at some of these qualifications. And I think without going into too much more detail, it's probably about time that I introduce today's guest, Di Dawson. Hello, Di. Hi, Craig. Hi. How are you doing? Hi to everyone. Yes, fine, thanks. And um, I thoroughly agree with uh, what you're saying. And, and it's so vital that in a, a downturn in the economy that uh, employers do still think of training <clears throat> and accreditation of, of learning. So, shall I introduce myself? Yeah, please, if you could sort of let us know who you are, what it is that you do, what your background is, that'd be great. Yeah, well, yes, my name is Di Dawson. Uh, background, well, it's wide and varied, but uh, ultimately I'm uh, an IT tutor, teacher trainer, website designer, gamer, Mac user, author of a couple of books, <laughs> uh, several hats on. Uh, my Di Dawson hat, I uh, go around and enthuse practitioners in the educational field and business around e-learning, m-learning and games for learning. Um, but I'm also a partner of Dawson Loan, and for that, we are thoroughly involved in ITQ, so IT qualifications. Uh, we're sitting in Guild Centre. So we also um, train people to learn how to deliver online and also develop courses as well for online. Okay. Um, so, yes, so quite a varied, varied list of things. Now, during this introduction, I mentioned that I was sort of getting into, you know, I, I sort of came across your qualifications and came across yourself. 
as a result of my organization starting to wear towards using social media but that's not the only online qualification that you offer is it i think it's fair to say that you offer um, itqs and qualifications in other areas as well we do that's right and we've been fortunate to be involved with development of several what we call flavors of itq um, with the sponsorship of eSkills uk which is a sector skills agency for it and communication and um, so i can let you know a little bit uh, about all those flavors Please do, and yeah. um, you know and I, I think the thing is really what uh, what I was disenchanted with, I suppose, is that over the years I've been delivering IT, various IT programs, which are standard office based um, things, and, and knew that um, they didn't really excite people very much. Um, and especially with the NVQ of ITU, so that, you know, you had to produce your evidence in ring binder folders, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was a little I've bit disillusioned. There. I've been there. Yes, that's right. Disillusioned as an IT tutor. But as I say, the development of um, or the change of the National Occupational Standards for IT um, in 2009 suddenly kind of like blossomed and allowed all these different flavours to occur. So what we looked at is the flexibility of ITQ and the fact that it had moved into the qualifications credit framework, QCF, meant that there was now no need to be constrained by MVQ. <clears throat> so, um, and the fact that ITQ allows us what, for what's called a spiky profile, so you can have things like a level one and a level two within a level three qualification. Okay. So <clears throat> you could also draw in sector-specific qualifications. So that gave us the opportunity to, as I say, create these flavours. So we worked closely with City and Guilds, who were so approachable in putting together these various different IT focus qualifications so the um, well the first one actually was called learning and skills itq learning and skills and that was um, trialed by NIACE and Bechter to try and uh, look at the need to have a level two qualification for those that were teaching in the learning and skills sector um, then that moved on to when i was working with the lsn molnet the mobile learning project we looked at putting together some that were uniquely mobile flavours so that um, it, it really recognised the types of skills that certainly practitioners uh, or students were using uh, using mobile technology. So those ones are called ITQ for mobile learning and mobile technology. Yeah. Um, with a different hat on that I work closely with GIST TechDIS. So I don't know if you're aware of TechDIS. I am, yes, but yeah. It's a brilliant advisory service for those that are using IT users. So it gives advice for people to how to adjust to meet the needs of the IT user. And we put together the ITQ for accessible IT practice. And uh, that's got a, a core and optional units. And it's really brilliant to be able to credit um, the the changes that people have to make in terms of accessible. So if you're putting documents on a website, <clears throat> how to make those documents um, you know, so that they can be read by a screen reader yes, yeah. um, and so on. So those units are quite uh, nice and, and appeal um, and very, very innovative in, in that approach. So um, with that, we <laughs> got quite excited and um, I work with um, Mary Thomas at Concise Training quite closely and have done for many years. And she offers high quality training for office applications and social media for business. And she approached us really to say um, you know can't find any social media qualifications out there and there are marketing qualifications at level four and above 
aimed at managers, but nothing that was aimed for this new and emerging role called the social media expert, which at large organisations wanted. Do you know what, Diane, I've spotted a few of these online, and, it, and it, mm. it was a little while back, and they've not filled me with a great deal of, uh, of, um, of um, what's the word I'm looking for, a great deal of enthusiasm, really, and a great deal of confidence. They seem to be very top-down, and they're almost, you know, they're telling you what social media is about, and they tell you how to how to interact, and they tell you how to create these various online identities. But actually, there's there's almost no, if any, actual allowing the learner to go away and do it and experience it for real. It's all very just a, a, an old-fashioned way of teaching a very modern subject to social media. Well, very much so. And, and we're seeing that because we're actually even getting graduates coming, graduates that have done marketing degrees who are actually coming to us for the training because they have missed out that practical application. Yeah. Um, so although the most popular is a level three, which has that kind of equivalency to an A level and obviously way below a degree level, um, you know, that graduates are still needing that essential aspect of, of real work based um, evidence. So, um, so yes, I mean, we, we did do quite a bit of research, looked around, nothing uh, available at, um, you know, that would be suitable. And so we sat down and worked out, you know, closely with City and Guilds, what could we put together to form the uh, social media ITQ? Yeah. And, um, you know, shall I tell you what's in it? But, yeah, please, I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what, yeah. what is the social, because it's what we started off with. Was, you know, I asked the question about, mm. you know, social media as well. That's how I got interested in the qualifications that you offer. So, you know, talk mm. us through what it looks like. Talk us through then. If I was to be knocking on your door today and saying, OK, hi, Di, I would like to undertake this programme starting today right now. What would it look like? How would it unfold? What would I be doing? Well, what we do is we, we actually take a holistic approach to the assessment of this qualification. Um, you know, if I just, just explain, I mean, a lot of IT training is, is, is delivered in a, in a unit by unit approach. So you might go to a, a learning centre and do spreadsheets and you do that for six weeks and then take a test. Um, I tend to favour the holistic approach and, and uh, doing tasks that can then cross-reference to various different units and the learner doesn't need to know all about those units. Um, so they actually get involved in the tasks and what we've done is created workbook that people can work through 20 tasks um, and all of those tasks then feed into the criteria. Now the themes of those tasks are things like using Twitter. Okay. Or using Facebook. Um, LinkedIn certainly features there. Um, we look at um, tools like iPadio, yes. which is a yeah. great way of recording. Um, we also look at setting up a WordPress. Um, obviously, with that, looking at um, search engine optimization, yeah. use of keywords, Google Analytics, and so on. Uh, video, so obviously YouTube, but also Vimeo. So um, you know, it may be the first time somebody's actually picked up a video camera and thought about how to actually capture video to promote their business. So it's not just about using video as in consuming other people's content. It's actually no. about putting your own content out it's there creating. as well. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it is creating and it's what message you get over. So um, underpinning, underpinning a lot of these um, tasks are very much about reflection. You have to, you know, link um, all of these tasks to what you're actually doing and what you aim to do. So we encourage all the learners to create a, a strategy document. They're filling in a strategy document as they're going through, ideally for the business that they're 
working for. Yeah. Um, might be for themselves or it might be a, a larger organization. Um, and they think about where they're at in terms of marketing um, at the beginning. And then they start looking at using these tools, um, the approaches, the language that they use. So there's quite a lot of underpinning uh, communication skills in this as well. There's lots of meta, there's lots of meta things going on in this process. Yes. Isn't it? It's not just a case of, of, of setting up the WordPress blog and logging in and therefore the, the box is ticked. It's really about putting it into which which so many learning programs fall down on, really putting it into mm. context and applying it to the real world. Very much so. I mean, because all our learners are actually, um, well, most of our learners are actually uh, running their own businesses. They obviously realise that at this time they need to be better than their the uh, opposition. Yeah. Um, so with all of the uh, tasks, they're also looking at, well, so what? who are their competitors? What social media do they use? Um, you know, how effective is it? Um, obviously, that might mean following them, <laughs> you know, yeah, identifying yeah. who they follow. So it's that whole concept of social networking. Um, you know, what is, how does it, how is it used? What's its purpose? How can they exploit it? But as I say, you know, getting that message over, which is the important thing, because, you know, I mean, as you say, you can tick in the box and say, yes, I've got a web presence, but is it effective? Yeah. Um, is it uh, giving out the right message? And the uh, the market is obviously global for many people. So is the is that message appropriate for all yes, people yeah. that are looking at it? Not because just, obviously just we've got cultural. One. Yeah, that's right. So so you know, there's there's quite a bit of as I say that underpinning message through there. We encourage people to take a 16 week minimum approach to this, so that they can actually see a change. So we um, monitor, you know, how many times they've tweeted, retweeted, you know, <laughs> um, you know, added messages and so on, yeah. updated their profile on LinkedIn, for example. Um, it is about using the social media management tools as well, such so something like TweetDeck. Yes, yeah. Um, and so, you know, again, it's thinking about time management. So although that isn't an IT criteria, um, it's fundamentally about, well, how can you manage all this, you know, social media that's going on? Yeah. Just, I just wanted to sort of, you mentioned quite a few, as you were sort of mentioning the elements of it there, I was mentally ticking off in my head. I've got a WordPress blog. I have a Twitter account. I use LinkedIn. Mm. I use generated content. And I'm ticking that off in my head. Now I'm thinking to myself, hang on a second, whilst I, and perhaps some people that listen to this podcast, might feel quite comfortable getting stuck straight in because they've either already got the evidence and the real life application of this or they're very confident in being able to produce it and set it up from scratch I've got to think back to the reason why I first got in touch with you all those months ago and it was for people in my organization that had never been exposed to this before and wanted to be so is there some way of, of people that have already got the skill set to perhaps you know produce the evidence or is there a way for people that haven't got the skill set and this is completely new to them to actually receive some training to help them produce the necessary evidence yes i mean you know certainly if we get people that have um you know using some aspect of social media for their own business um then we look carefully as to you know discuss with them what training they might still wish to have um because somebody might be quite up using twitter facebook possibly linkedin and they might even have i don't know a simple blog yes. but 
we encourage the the uh, the use of WordPress and the development to, to really thoroughly see the advantage of using something more you know significant like WordPress. But yes, I mean, if somebody's got the skills, then they can actually reasonably fast track through the tasks. So the tasks are still going to be relevant to their own situation. We do take the fact that if somebody set up um, their own website, for example, um, we might do a little professional discussion to just get them to kind of like talk through the processes so that we can tick off some of the criteria. So we're not expecting people to set up yet a, a second website oh. or, you know, a second Facebook account. But obviously, um, there's quite a lot of underpinning knowledge around using what we call collaborative technologies, the social media, um, and understanding, you know, how do you manage all of those in terms of how do you block someone or how do you yes. manage inappropriate discussion? Yeah. So they may not have experienced that. So there's still evidence, I'm sure, that people will um, benefit by going through the experience rather than just being a simple tick chart, yeah. tick list. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. If somebody's not starting from scratch, then obviously they'll they're more likely to need more training, um, and you know. Know, if if it's an individual and a lot of our learners are individuals so that training is is managed normally on a one-to-one -one basis obviously um, and quite often online but um, if we get uh, inquiries from organizations where there's groups of people then that really does make it more valuable because then the uh, certainly the strategy approach can become more collaborative and so you know, they're not necessarily going to set up, if five people apply from an organisation, they're not going to set up five different websites for the organisation. They're going to come at it as a group activity. Yeah, they're going to collaborate, so as long as, go through a group strategy. Yes, and yeah. exactly. So as long as the evidence can be very clear what the individual has done and they understand what they're doing and they can actually do the IT aspect of it, the important part is that it's a collaborative activity. So there's obviously great, great value in that. And, of course, training is more cost-effective if it's carried out to a group yes. rather than to an individual. You just touched upon training and collaboration then. It's made me start to think about the fact that when the actual training is being offered, whether it's been offered to a group or whether it's been offered to individual, you know, individual people, people that perhaps might have their own businesses, but they're an individual within it, is the actual training itself, is it all delivered very much on a one-to-one -one basis? Or actually, do you use the very tools themselves to create environments where people can learn from one another and actually learn sideways and upwards and downwards in every, you know in, in all sorts of directions yeah i think well i would say most of our learners are individuals so the training that in in that sense is is one to one and that mostly is either through virtual classrooms yeah. um or it's i mean one of the first tasks for example is using apostrophus blog um, and that is a way of gathering some underpinning knowledge <clears throat> throughout the entire learner journey. Um, now, that is a really useful way as well to drip feed from the tutor's point of view some of the training aspect of it. Yeah. So training can be done, I, I, you know, we tend to favour not the restrictive, you know, you can come to this workshop and this is what you're going to um, receive, but what do you need? Yeah. Um, and it's far more valuable. Uh, for people to to say, look, I'm really stuck on this. It's almost like just in time. So they get stuck on something, contact uh, the tutor group, um, and, you know, they get immediate help, you know, and that might be through Facebook, it might be through LinkedIn, it might be through virtual classroom. So the actual, so, the, the actual 
you know, the assistance is being delivered using the very tools or, or a similar set of tools and what the actual learner is, is learning about anyway. So they're not only yes. they're not only trying to sort of imagine the the real world application of this, they're actually benefiting from the real world application of this back in the opposite direction as well. That's right. It's leading by example, so, isn't yeah. it? So that, you know, they can they can actually get the you know, and they quickly do see the value of it because, again, we do have naysayers who feel that, you know, I can survive without Twitter, for example. Um, but then they realise there is great value yes. um, in, in what, if you use it right, it can be used, you know, with great value. But we do offer face-to-face -face training as well. But, of course, that can be quite costly because obviously it does depend on what's needed, numbers, you know, where geographically yeah. located. So we do favour the online approach I mean, and, and it works very well. I also wonder if the face-to-face -face itself is kind of, it, it's it's circumventing and almost, you know, potentially, without wishing to do so, right. dumbing down the value of actually doing things yeah. in collaborative online social networks themselves. Exactly, that's right. And I, I think the thing is that, uh, but of course, some organisations, you know, still are quite traditional. Oh, yes. And they feel that face-to-face -face is the only way they can get value for money. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, we, we do listen to what the client wants uh, wants and, and what they can uh, afford to pay. And as I say, you know, we would always encourage group groups because obviously it's more cost effective with training it's expensive otherwise if it's one-to-one -one. but it's you know we we offer um the route so that people can have uh, whatever training they need and of course that will affect you know if they if they knew nothing then they would obviously have to have quite a lot of input if they've come with some knowledge and skills then obviously the training input is is minimal um, so we're quite flexible, in other words. We're also very flexible in terms of portfolios that we use because um, we're not, you know, now that it's not no longer MVQ, we're not restricted by the MVQ rules. So um, we can also be very flexible in how we uh, encourage them to collect their evidence. So we use either a Moodle portfolio, yeah. if they wish to, or Dropbox. Yep. Um, but we will use other shared files, facilities, you know, cloud-based, uh, whatever. Obviously, we have to balance that with the security because anything, you know, if I put my centre hat on, the City and Girls Centre hat, I have to make sure that it's uh, protected and secure. So we always have to make sure that uh, whatever evidence is there can be somewhere else. And Dropbox is an ideal tool for that. And again, it's another um, tool that they can experience and use. So people can throw away their, uh, their, rings, their ring binders now? Oh, definitely. Well, they, don't, definitely. they don't have to use their ring binders solely if they don't want to. No, I think, you know, paper, for me and paper, I, I do have paper on my desk here, but um, paper is, is limited in how we deliver. Uh, we definitely try and use the tools to make sure that, you know, that we're leading by example. And as I say, the workbooks that we use, um, people love them because they are nice guided tasks that relate to um, real business, uh, real activities. Um, it's quite sequential, so there's a nice scaffolding in learning. Um, and, you know, it, great achievement. And we have some lovely testimonials from people. And isn't there an example of the workbook on your site as well? I'll actually put that in the show notes. I'm sure I recollect that there's a, um, Yes, there example. is. Yeah. There's like a little dip, dip inside. Yeah. Um, not the entire workbook, but there's a little dip inside so that we can have a little look um, at uh, what it is. As, as I say, 20, 20 tasks. It's, it's manageable. Obviously, it depends on where you're starting. Um, what we have got very soon, we'll be launching um, an area for self-directed learning. 
and that's going to help to bring the costs down um, so that learners could actually dip in and, and get the, the training as and when they want. Yeah. Um, and obviously there is self-directed learning and then they just call upon the tutor for just, uh, you know, for the assessment, but also support if they need clarification. So that's quite exciting and that's going to be, um, hopefully over the next two months we'll be launching that. Quite soon then. It, yes, yeah. quite soon. And, um, you know, so we're, you know, uh, hoping that uh, this is going to broaden out and really quite excited because this is also something that could uh, achieve the QCF element of apprenticeship. So uh, we're taking the social media qualification, um, you know, towards towards that movement and um, to broaden the range to those that are doing apprenticeships. So I think it's very valid. So we've got we've got individuals that are listening to this interested from an individual level. There could be organisations that are listening to this or there might be individuals within organisations who can obviously think and act on behalf of the organisation. We're looking at social media, mobile IT, accessibility IT, related ITQs. Where do people start next if they want to start down this road of engaging with you to find out more about this? I think the easiest thing is to drop me an email. Okay. Um, we have got a website called dawsonloan.co.uk, yep. but uh, it's far easier to remember my name, I think, Di Dawson. Okay. <laughs> so my email is di at didawson.co.uk. So if people drop me um, an email, um, they can tell me what they need, tell me what they want, and we can start that dialogue to, uh, to you know, kind of like cost it out for them. Yeah. And we do we're aware that we are not funded so we are full cost recovery for individuals okay. um so in that sense we try and make it uh, as you know affordable as possible yeah but of course the quality is is outstanding i have to say <laughs> that, i would do thanks ever so much for your time today i really really appreciate it. i hope the learners and people that are listening to this have got a great deal from it uh, i'm going to ensure that in the in the um show notes that we've got all the links to the relevant organizations that you've talked about and the websites and your email address and so on and so forth and i'd be really interested for people that have listened to this as to um, you know how they move forward with this please feel free to leave some comments in the comments box below thanks very much guy thank you ever so much thank you